Welcome to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder, with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. Maureen shares her personal journey of her struggles with an eating disorder and how that changed her life. Listen as Maureen shares her pain, her stories, and her triumphs. Today, as a psychoanalyst, her mission is to help as many women as possible overcome their challenges. Now, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder. Welcome to My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder, the podcast where we explore the intricate journey of healing and self-discovery. I'm Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. Welcome to this episode, Reflect, Release, Renew, Navigating the New Year with Body Positivity, and trusting your inner voice and your inner strength. This is a podcast where we delve into topics that will hopefully empower, inspire, and guide you toward a healthier, happier life where you feel more positive and feel some freedom from your guilt, shame, and negativity. Embrace your body and match your insides to your outsides. Today's episode is a deep dive into embracing the new year with a focus on reflection, releasing the past, and renewing our commitment to self-love, self-care, and our emotional well-being, especially those grappling with eating disorders, body image struggles, and challenges with anxiety and depression. As we stand in the doorway of a new year, it's only natural to glance back and examine the path we've traveled. For those facing the complexities of eating disorder or battling with negative body image and depression and anxiety, this reflection may feel like a very daunting task. But remember, reflection is not a judgment. It's a powerful tool for understanding and growth. I really believe and share with my patients that when we reflect and when we think about ourselves, our behaviors, our reactions to things, to really look at them with curiosity. I think so often we are so critical I've often talked about the relentless critical voice that I that I have at times and that I have certainly had in the past. And I really try to think about it with curiosity as to why, why I'm thinking a certain thing. Where does that come from? What does it mean? Rather than being so critical. Reflection is not a judgment. It is not, it doesn't mean that things are good or bad. It's an observation. It can be a powerful tool for understanding and growth. We can reflect back on the things that have worked for us, how we've grown throughout the year, and release those things that haven't worked for us, not in a in a judgy kind of way, but to know that that certain things that may have worked in the past may not always continue to work going forward in the future. I look at 
for example, my eating disorder. I know that my eating disorder served a purpose for me. A very important purpose. And I remember going into treatment and feeling like I didn't want to share it with anybody because I didn't want anybody to take it away. As a therapist, I know that you can't just go in and tell somebody to stop their eating disorder behavior because you don't have anything to replace it with. So in reflecting on that, I can think about how bad I felt, how terrible it was, but it was also, it also served as a protection for me in many ways from the feelings that I did not know how to cope with. And as time went on, I developed new coping mechanisms and new ways to deal with my feelings, which is what I really try to help my patients with. So in looking back, it could be very critical, but also be very understanding and compassionate for the journey that you have taken along the way and seeing the progress and the steps. Remember, it's not always a linear process, but that to really take things a step at a time and try to learn from them as you go forward. In dealing with the stress, anxiety, depression, negative feelings about yourself, it's important to acknowledge these feelings, to acknowledge being sad, feeling grief, feeling happiness and joy, which can also be scary because we're wondering how long is it going to last, but to acknowledge all the feelings and be able to try to sit with them as hard as that is and not necessarily act out on them. It's about recognizing and embracing all these spectrum, all this spectrum of emotions, whether they're positive or challenging, and give yourself the space and compassion to accept what you're feeling without judging it. Try to take a moment, and sometimes it's about sitting quietly to dive deeper into self-reflection and try to identify the triggers that contribute to your negative thoughts and behaviors. Know that it's not about assigning blame, but understanding the factors that influence your certain mindset. Knowing your triggers can empower you to navigate very challenging situations and find your resilience and your inner strength. I've talked before about listening to your heart, to really being able to sit and listen to your inner voice, your intuition. It it can be really scary and it can feel like it leads you down a path that feels very overwhelming and stressful. But know that when you listen to your inner voice and trust it, it will lead you in your journey, although it might be bumpy, to a place where you can feel freedom and embrace a confidence in yourself that you may not have ever felt before. 
sometimes if you journal, it can be really a, a place to reflect when it, if you take time to read your past journals. I know it's so hard sometimes to look at what you've written. And I hear so often, I don't want to look at what I've written because it just brings up so many things for me, or I don't want to know how I felt. One of the things that I, I recently learned in a workshop, which I found kind of interesting and I'll share with you, is uh, to go through some journals and you don't have to dwell on them, but go through and, and highlight certain words or certain um certain phrases that may stand out to you and just try to make a list of all those words that come through and you may find that you can create a new tapestry of feelings and a theme for what your year was like and be able to really put it together and understand it in a different way going forward and learn from your journey over the past year um and it can be just kind of putting together a paragraph of what that year meant for you and look at it as what is it going forward that you want to continue to work on or some new things that you um, may envision for yourself in the new year. So hopefully that made sense to you. If not, please let me know and I'm happy to explain it some more. But reflecting on the past is is important not to dwell on it necessarily, but to learn from it. And then the next step is releasing what no longer serves you. And I've heard this many times, and sometimes I think I'm not even sure what that means. But it's about letting go because it's a can be a very cathartic process of letting go of negativity and creating room for positive change to not sit in the stew of all the negativity, the doubt, the anxiety, the critical voice, to release it, to make room to change your channel, to move forward with a different perspective. Next, try to practice self-compassion. We hear this word all the time, self-compassion, self-love, self-care. What does that exactly mean? I think it means something different for everybody. I think you have to define and think about what all that means for you in your life, how you can treat yourself with kindness and compassion and understand that what you readily offer to friends and family that you can offer to yourself. Often I will ask somebody what they're saying to themselves, all that all those critical uh, critical comments they're making to themselves, would they be saying the same thing to a friend or a family member? In moments of that self-doubt, remember you are deserving love and self-acceptance. And think about, think about even as yourself as a young child or if you're around young children, what would you want them to know about growing up? What would you want them to to remember about what they loved about themselves. Try to let go of those unrealistic expectations. We use the word perfect so often. And even in my last podcast, I said there's no such thing as perfect. 
perfect means you just fall off that pedestal. And and there's always the, um, the never-ending quest for perfection. So really try to redefine your expectations and try to be realistic with them. Try to take things a step at a time, whether they pertain to your body, your achievements, your lifestyle, to try to liberate yourself from the burden of perfection and embrace your limitations, your imperfections as a testament to your uniqueness and your inherent inner beauty. With reflection and release as your foundation, let's focus on renewal for the year ahead. In setting the stage for positive change and personal growth in the upcoming year. Instead of overwhelming yourself with grand resolutions and huge lofty goals, embark on the journey of setting realistic and achievable goals, which may mean breaking them down into smaller, more manageable steps, allowing you to celebrate and see the victories along the way. One of the things that I continuously tell myself when I am overwhelmed, which is take things a step at a time. It may mean taking it a second at a time, a minute at a time, an hour at a time, a day at a time. Sometimes it's really needing to break things down to really try to get to the larger goal. Think about how you can prioritize self-care, and prioritize your mental health to focus on what you need, what your body needs, what you need emotionally. So often people will tell me that sounds really selfish, but I think it's selfless to do that because unless you really prioritize yourself and your own emotional and physical well-being, it's hard to help other people. It's like you need to really put your um, oxygen mask on in order to help save other people that might be suffering as well. And it can involve seeking therapy, looking at your village. I always like to think of our support system as our village. And the village of people who are positive in your life Think about the people who may be more toxic, who you need to set stronger boundaries with and stronger limits with. Think of what mindful practices you might want to incorporate, whether it's meditation, guided meditation, meditation, breath meditation, journaling, taking a walk, any kind of movement. Those mindful things, you can wash dishes mindfully, you can cook mindfully, you can Um, get dressed in the morning mindfully to try to think about ways that you can try to stay more present. I often find myself even on a walk thinking about what I have to do, what I did. And sometimes I say to myself, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm not looking at the beautiful trees, the sky. I am here right now. I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about the past. But What about right now in this moment, this moment that I am engaging in a beautiful walk? And think of activities, whether it's dancing, whether it's with music, whether it's 
any kind of movement, spending time with people, with friends, with family that ignite joy and prioritize those things that really nurture your well-being. Recognize this strength in your vulnerability by surrounding yourself with your village and share your journey with trusted friends or family that you can really find a connection with. As we step into the new year ahead, embrace the understanding that your journey is uniquely yours. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to self-discovery and healing. Navigate the path of reflection, release what no longer serves you, and renew your commitment to self-love, to well-being, to your emotional health, to your physical health, to trust your inner voice, trust your heart, for it holds the wisdom that guides you through the labyrinth of life. Thank you so much for joining me on my secret life with an eating disorder. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who might find solace in its message. Until next time, reflect, release, renew, and remember to embrace the incredible person you are. And remember to trust yourself. Don't trust the mirror. Embracing the joy that comes from within. Thank you for listening to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit DontTrustTheMirror.com where you'll find all our social networking links and can post your stories, comments, and questions. Until next time, remember, trust yourself. Don't trust the mirror.